Hey peeps, um, welcome to the show, I guess we, we can call it that. Uh, today we are going to be covering the topic of getting access to equity in your property, whether that is to buy a, another home or an investment or to just live life and live fancy free and how that all works, what to watch out for and what is important for you guys to know. And for that, we have the amazing... Stuart Bayless from SGB Finance here today. Um, for those of you, Stuart has been in the finance industry for how long now? Doggy. Oh, by the way, yeah, I do call him Doggy. Sorry. <laughs> That's going to slip out. I can't change it. I've known you for, I think, like 18 years or so. Something more, like that. Maybe? Definitely more than 15. Yeah. When do you stop counting, right? <laughs> um, so I've known him for so long and I call him Stew Dog, so it's going to come out in this conversation. Oh, well. Anyway, Doggy, sorry, how long have you been in the industry for? Yes, uh, look, about 23 years in total, 19 years as a broker. Yeah. There you go. So Stuart is a finance broker, or as I like to say, finance strategist, because like, yeah. why the word broke, right? It's a bit not nice. Kind of how the industry <laughs> started and we've been there since. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's so antiquated. But anyway, there you go. Um, and for those of you that don't know me, my name is Isa Kanja and I am a property investor and I have 17 years experience in the finance world as well. And I'm known for doing some creative property investment deals, pretty much. So Stewie and I are going to go over this topic and give you some really juicy info. And I'm actually going to put my timer on because I want to make sure that we do it in a good time frame for you people, right? So getting access to your equity. I think, Doggy, that this is something that a lot of people do, but until you're actually doing it, you don't start digging and finding out a lot of the parameters. And, you know, it seems like it's an easy thing to do, but it's not always an easy thing for a lot of people. Like people get declined for this, right? Mm, absolutely. Yeah, it's an exciting topic. We, we just really people we find getting By the way, only home. a broker would say. <laughs> only oh. a broker would say. It's an exciting topic. It seems getting exciting money topic. out of your home. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's well, it's not the money out of your home that's exciting. It's what you could do with it. Right. But it's a necessary topic. Yeah. Because well, you spend like years of your life paying down your loan mm. and then you're trying to get to it. So sorry. Yeah, go back to it. It's my turn, Isa. Sorry, that's right. <laughs> um, so we find that, you know, a lot of people jump into their home, obviously. They get out of school, get a job, jump into a home, and that's all great. And then they build up some equity over time. Um, and then, you know, they sit there going, we've got all this equity in our home. What could we use it for? Um, you and I have worked with a lot of people on uh, building property wealth through that and buying investment properties. Uh, we've worked with people who have wanted to, um, release equity to then do renovations to their homes. Uh, so they're all things that, it, and I think you and I were talking about, it's not actually your money. It's, um, it's money that you've paid down on your home and therefore it's your asset, but it's not actually your money. We still need to talk to the bank about That's right. so, releasing that equity. Yeah, so this is a misconception that a lot of people have and they feel yeah. like they've got the right to this money. Um, you know, a little bit of a spoiler, guys. It's not really your money. It's money you've paid back to the bank, the equity. 
Um, but it is your asset. And the other thing is it's not only money that you've paid back. Sometimes your asset has grown in value. So if it's yeah. grown in value, that growth now belongs to you and you have the opportunity to access that. But there is a criteria that you must pass. Now, we're not here to go through all the specifics, the criteria, because we could be here forever, you know, because there's like hundreds of different lenders out there. However, what we will give you some of the highlights and what we want to go over the things that are important for you to know and that, you know, what can affect you being able to access this equity, that this equity, this, this you know, money that actually belongs to the bank, but you could use, right? Um, so let's take the scenario where, and, and it's not always accessing equity that's in your own home. It could just be equity in a property you own mm, as absolutely. well. Because yeah, I deal with a lot of investors. Yeah. Distinction. Yep. So let's take the specific topic of accessing equity to buy another property. Hmm. So I'm going to be even more specific. Let's say you're buying against your, you've got your own home and you want to access equity in your home to now buy an investment. Yeah. What are like, that doesn't always get a, a, a tick. Yes. You know, a lot of people think, you know, I've been so good. I paid down my home loan. Surely they'll give me the money. No. Um, so what are the things that people, you know, should look out for so that they can access that yeah. equity? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. The whole thing just dropped out. <laughs> We, we're in recording again, but I, was about I, don't to know what, uh, <laughs> I don't know what other people have seen, but I've been on uh, Zoom calls with Stewie before where he froze, but that was actually him thinking. Oh, yeah. I thought you were thinking. But you we'll were be editing this bit out. <laughs> yeah. Who knows if we'll be editing it out. But anyway, yeah. so going back to it, how do people, yep. you know, set themselves up so that they're more successful at getting access to this equity that they so painstakingly paid down? Yeah, I did, I did just want to cover briefly. Um, the, so the equity is yours. Um, the money is yours. But if you were to get money out against that and still own the asset, then it's the bank's money. So the only time it would be your money is if you sold the property and then the money was handed to you. I find that yeah, an that's interesting, right. interesting distinction. So in other words, not really yours. Not really yours like right now until you sell one yeah. day, but don't sell. Exactly. Um, that doesn't okay. mean you can't manipulate and use it. The word no, manipulate is probably no, bad. That's what this conversation is about. Yeah. 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 So, you know, let's make it work to the best yeah. of our advantage. Good. So, um, so if we're releasing, it's, it's a lot about purpose. So firstly, there's a couple of things that lenders want to look at. If uh, you need to be able to afford the loan, we need to be able to prove that you can afford the loan. So that's something we have to get across. And then there's this distinction that people, uh, that lenders look at a lot, which is, um, you know, the purpose of why you're releasing the cash. That's where a lot of people get caught. Um, so, you know, people could be thinking about just what the banks would call a straight cash out. So I have, you know, a large amount of equity here. I want to release a small amount or, a, you know, a portion of that. And what do I want to release that for? Um, can I prove the purpose of that? Or is it just straight cash out? I want to go, you know, blow That's that a big somewhere. Thing. Yeah. It is, can you prove the purpose for that? Now, mm -hmm. because I was very much a very active broker in the noughties. Um, I was you? there. Not I that we there. were naughty together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that allowed on here? But anyway, no, it's, it's on here now. You made that um, weird. Yeah, I did make <laughs> No, whatever. 
Um, so it was broken in the, like heavily active in the noughties and there were, there was, there were, and there maybe still are some people that would pedal push, you know, access your equity just to live your life. And you could then even to a degree, you know, but the truth is um, that is not a, you know, is that a possibility? Yes, but it's not a successful recipe for financial gain um, yeah. uh, moving forward. And the banks are very aware of this. However, that was in a time pre-GFC, so pre-global financial crisis, mm. where they always believed that property values would always go up. And, you know, since then, most lenders and the world has hopefully learned that lesson when property didn't always go up and the whole market crashed globally, in fact. Uh, so banks are now, or lenders are now more astute and they want to know what are you getting our money out for again? And I mean, mm. our money, not your money, their money, yeah, mm. out for it again. And you've got to prove it. So if you're buying a property, you've got to prove it. You've got to show them that you're involved in another contract. What are the other things that you've got to prove? Yeah, I, look, if we were doing, renov if someone was doing significant renovations to their home or another property, that would be, you know, we could prove that via, uh, we could prove that via a, like a builder's contract or a, um, you know, some, some quotes from builders that's acceptable in many situations. Yeah. If it's, if it's a property now, purchase that they're buying, we can uh, give them the contract of sale. And also if um, we've even had good situations where someone has had recommendations from a financial planner to buy a portfolio of shares, we can get that advice written down and that would be acceptable to a bank as well. So, so there's a couple of ideas. Yep. Yeah. Now, could you just provide any old blank contract of sale, any old blank, um, you know, fixed price building contract and not proceed? Like what kind of, what do they want to see on it so they know that it's legit? Yeah, usually it would be a signed building contract so that it's actually, um, you know, they know that the people An are enforced proceeding. contract. Yeah. Yep. So then that's a little bit, do you have the chicken before the egg or the egg before the chicken? Because a lot of the time then you've got to sign that contract, whether or not you've you know, the bank have given you access yeah. to the equity or not. So you've got to work really closely with your finance broker to make sure yeah. Yeah. that you're going to be approved. Sure. Otherwise, you're contractually obliged to buy that property or contractually obliged to go ahead with that yeah. renovation. But yet you don't have the money on the other side. Your finance approved. broker should be your your best friend. Get the, keep them on. I always uh, say that. Keep them yeah. on speed dial quickly. Your friend with benefit. Oh, That's right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know certain benefits financial benefits yeah that's right um so yeah. that's really important for, for people to know right now here's the yeah. other thing um lenders it, it can, now i might be getting a little bit technical here but you, let's say you've got a uh you want to do a renovation let's say that renovation is going to cost two hundred thousand dollars you've yeah. got a million dollar home and um you might owe seven hundred thousand dollars on it right now you want to get two hundred thousand dollars out of your million dollar home yeah i'm yes. keeping the numbers nice and round so it's somewhat easy to follow uh but your reno is going to cost you 200 grand now if i were to lump 200 on the existing 700 that you've got that takes you to nine hundred thousand dollars which takes you to 90 percent lend of your million dollars yeah. yeah yeah do the lenders have a rule where um you know they will 
allow you a certain percentage of the fixed price building contract or is it a percentage against the collateral of the property, the, the property value that you're giving as collateral? Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And that's a tricky one. That's, that's quite tricky. So usually you'd get away with that. Um, in that situation, you'd have to actually borrow $100,000 and probably come up with the other $100,000 unless you wanted to go into mortgage insurance territory. So mm -hmm. because you'd be over the 80% of the value of the property that you're borrowing, you might have to go into um, mortgage insurance territory. So that can be a bit tricky. It, the way around that is to try to work with a lender who will give you, uh, who will allow you to do an as if valuation. I've done air quotes there. Yeah. So an as if complete valuation is where they'll say, okay, as, this, as it stands right now, this property is worth a million dollars. However, if we did $200,000 worth of renovations, more than likely it's going to be worth 1.2. So our eight hundred thousand one point two, yeah. So if you want to avoid that mortgage insurance and payment LMI, you mm. need a broker that can see beyond just getting the access and the equity, yeah, and actually um, leveraging or point putting your case forward to say, but the property is going to be worth X Y Z. It's going to, yeah. you know, and we go off the as of complete. Yeah, that that is something because everyone thinks evaluation is just one thing, and when it comes to lenders, it's different versions, and you've got to be mm. careful what that lender is going to take into account. Not that this is the topic for today, but just so you guys understand, there's the valuation, which is the market value of the property, what someone's yes. willing to pay. There's the contract value, which is completely different to the market value a lot of the time. And then there's the as if complete value of a property, which is what that property be worth when it's done to it, well, when things are done to it. And unless, you know, unless you're very clear on that, you need a really good financier to work through that with you, you can get caught out and be, have a big shortfall in funds needed. A little bit of a segue. I had a question for you there. Yes. So with regards to accessing equity in a property, have you ever had or have you ever seen people um, have a lot of equity and get declined? Yes, definitely. For, uh, yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, and that's, that's a lot back to that purpose release these days. Uh, back in the heady days, as we were talking about the noughties, um, it was, yeah. we used to call them 26 red loans, if you remember that one, Isa. It was, uh, oh, you know, they could release cash and head down to the casino. It's really not like that anymore. There's a lot more um, lot more controls. Mm. And I think that... Um, you know, like, woohoo, party time. 26 <laughs> red, night. off we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, the government got onto that a little bit with, uh, with uh, ASIC and APRA checking in why people were using equity and things like that. Mm. It's not so much about um, government control, but it, there was, you know, a lot of those people could fall over because they were going back to high LVRs. Um, that's the loan to valuation ratio. Mm. Um, but if there's a proven purpose these days, it's, it's, not, it's not hard to get equity out at all. Um, so they really just want to know what you're using it for and can you prove it? If, if you're using it for an acceptable, and most things are acceptable and you can prove it, then it's doable. Yeah. So on that note, right? Um, yeah, it's not just about proving it though. It's also the quality of what you're using it to buy yep. or to do. So if you're getting, you know, you might just be buying an investment property. Okay, well and good. But if you're buying an investment property that you're going to treat like a holiday home for yourselves, you may still very much get declined for that. Um, even if you have a whole lot of equity to tap into, you know, I've, I've seen people be astounded. They'd be like, 
you know, my LVR or my loan to value ratio at the moment is less than 70%. Why won't this bank give me the money to buy this dream holiday home? And that is because you ultimately still can't afford it. You have to pay for it. Um, you have to make the payments on that loan. So you, you've got to work with someone so very closely so that the, your financier, once again, your friends with benefits, um, <laughs> so that they can work out what you can afford and how they can present the item that you are putting forward as your purchase as something that is beneficial to your overall financial situation. Definitely. So, you know, I'm a, a property investor and if you're, you know, anyone can buy a property and call themselves a property investor, but it's very different when you're looking at the kind of returns that property gets you and how much that property is costing you to get those returns or if it's making you any money. Um, so obviously the better quality of the investment, the more likely you are to get approved to access your equity as well. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Definitely. So if you're looking at the game of buying property and investing, um, but not putting hard earned cash in there and rather you, you know, using equity, you still need to remember, you need to back that up with cash flow for yourselves and income to be able to afford to actually access that equity. It's not an easy game unless you're going to sell. And if you sell, look, well, I always say you only lose money when you sell. Uh, <laughs> forego future, uh, forego the future uh, income of the property and the future equity of the property. But at the same time, uh, there are times when it's smart to sell so that you can move on to the next one. Maybe that sometimes there's a, uh, a non-performing asset, get rid of it and move on to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So if we were to highlight top tips top to tips. actually being approved to getting uh, access. Oh, what was I going to say? There was <laughs> something else I was going to say about accessing equity. Oh, oh, hold on. Back. I've got a good one. All right. Doggy. Yeah. <laughs> so is there though a magic number, a magic percentage, a magic loan to value ratio or LVR you know, let's say someone's got heaps of equity, but maybe not much income. Um, is there a magic number that they can access whatever they want out of that property without having to go too hard on proving per purpose? Well, you're trying to corner me now, Isa. You I know am that there's so trying number. to corner you. <laughs> you're actually in a corner. So yeah, well, I am actually in a corner. Yeah. yeah um, so, you know, 80% is a really strong number in the in the lending industry. 80% is where we keep it under mortgage insurance. That's always a lot cheaper for everybody. 70% is quite strong and 60% are quite strong as well. And that just strengthens the deal. So if, if any time there is a deal for someone that has Doggy, a slight, that's yeah. so politically correct. Just what's that? Is there a magic number? No. No. Oh, well. <laughs> Killjoy. All right. So really? No matter, even if you've got 20% LVR, you have to prove what you're yes. using the money for. Yes. Long over those naughty days. I wanted to give gone. the long version of that answer. Yeah, but, you know, people just want the, you know, there you go. <laughs> Obvious, okay, 80%, yeah, we know 80% is a magic number, but I don't think banks even like getting just cash out, um, not large sums of cash out anyway. There are, some lenders who are quite, there are some lenders who are quite open to it these days. Um, it's a little okay, bit good. better than post-GFC. So you can mm. do that. And especially proven purpose, we've released, a, we've released large amounts of cash with, um, with proven purpose. No, no, I'm talking no proof of purchase. Like no someone who just wants that money to, in case I find something I want to buy or, no. you know. That can be yeah. very hard. 
yeah. or the purpose they don't want to disclose. Yeah, I don't think that would work these days at all. Yeah. 26 red's not a thing anymore. Yeah. All right. I've seen I'm people just wanting out to, there, guys. <laughs> I've seen people wanting to buy caravans and and cars and things like that against their house. And we have done that because we gave them a, a contract for the purchase of the car or the contract for the purchase of the caravan. That works okay. Yeah. So even okay, though cool. they're frivolous item, well, not frivolous, but even though but they're, they're still proven. Yeah. Aren't for investment, we can still prove it. So it's okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Did we give the, the tips? You've got to prove your purpose. Prove your purpose. Prove your purpose and then prove your purpose. So those are the major things to be yep. able to get access to your equity. Yep. Yeah. And then it's really just know your numbers. So what's your borrowing capacity? And you know, can you actually afford that loan? That's something that you would sit down with your broker about. And then really it's just a matter of um, you know, just keep your keep your broker and your finance people on on speed dial and buy quality assets. I think that was a great thing that you brought up, Isa. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think, yeah, that's a big thing is it's not just to buy anything, make sure if you're going to access equity, it still comes at a cost because you're borrowing that money. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Get the right investments, the ones that are going to return you the best. And we'll use that for another topic at another time. Appreciating assets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks heaps. Um, I hope you got some info out of it. And let us know in the comments if there's anything else, if you've got any other questions or if there's anything else you wanted to add to it or if you just want to let us know something. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you in the comments. Catch you later. Bye.